BKB are delighted to bring you their new podcast, More Than Just Numbers. Join Ali and Luke, along with guest speakers, whose aim is to help you navigate through your business journey. Business is more than just numbers, and at BKB, the team provide financial direction and leadership, so each episode will cover a different topic that will help you and your business grow. We hope you find this episode of value. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our latest podcast, this time on cryptocurrencies. Today, we're joined by Tanzil Rahman. Uh, Tanzil has been working with BKB for the last seven years and has a passion and a high knowledge of cryptocurrencies. You'll hear me referring to Tanzil as T, because that's what we all call him in the office. Um, so, T, did you want to say hello to everybody? Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me on here today. I thought just obviously with my background in the cryptocurrency world, I've been doing it for the last four or five years um, when crypto wasn't in the know as much as it is now. Um, and obviously with my background in tax as well, it kind of fits nicely with what we're trying to speak about today. Yeah, definitely. And I think the important thing just to let everybody know is that the purpose of today's podcast isn't to go into massive details about cryptocurrencies. This is not going to be about all the different types of cryptos, or all the different methods of trading. It's fundamentally a high, over, high level overview of cryptocurrencies, what they are, why, why they exist fundamentally and ultimately what the tax treatment is. Over the, over the lockdown period, we have absolutely seen a massive increase in clients, people that you probably wouldn't have expected to get into cryptocurrencies starting to invest and look into cryptocurrencies because they have become a lot more mainstream as a tool and a lot more accessible as well in terms of um, investing and speculating on them. So it is something that as an accounting practice, we are talking about on a very regular basis now. And it's something that we thought would be good to share with everybody. So I'm going to kick us off and just come to you, T, really. And if you can, in layman's terms, give us, um, in your opinion, what is cryptocurrencies? Well, in the simplest of terms, what cryptocurrencies are, they're a digital means of exchange, which actually uses cryptography as a means of security and what differentiates cryptocurrency to normal currencies is that there's no central authority controlling the money so i.e de, um, de decentralization and what this is it's a big plus for a lot of investors as they feel they've got the control with the money although there have been recent talks about regulation and whether that actually might be beneficial for the investors because it provides extra protection so it might not be regulation in the instance on what you can spend it on on what you can't spend it on but it just gives you a bit more protection from the investor side and, and regulation is something that's quite often sort of talked about as probably a negative thing when it comes to crypto assets at the moment as opposed to a positive thing yeah and um from the beginning you would say yes because it kind of goes against the central reason as to why people invest in crypto it's a big plus for people investing into crypto um but it might be welcome from a protection point of view because there has been a lot of money lost from these scams um and unlicensed uh, crypto traders out there and because it's an unregulated market it is filled with people like this so you've just got to be a bit careful out there um so regulation actually might be welcome um, if it can be monitored. Thank you for that definition, because when you go onto HMRC's website, they are currently trying to get up to speed with crypto assets. They've actually got their own definition 
um, and it's not not as well put as yours, to be honest. Um, on HMRC's website, the black and white, crypto assets are cryptographically secured digital representations of value or contractual rights that can be transferred, stored, or traded electronically. And you ask the question, I wonder why people are confused or not quite sure what it is when you get that thrown at you. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's. Um... I mean, obviously, HMRC have got to do it black and white. Um, and I think, obviously, with the guidance that they've released uh, within the recent months and years, um, they've got something in black and white. But it's from the ordinary person, it's quite hard to understand what it actually does. Mm. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, definitions bouncing around. But I think HMRC it essentially does capture what it's trying to do, which is the means of exchange um so yeah and we've seen over that i mean if you look at why people are getting more and more interested in crypto assets and cryptocurrencies and obviously the main one that everyone knows is, is bitcoin as you hear all these funny stories in the media don't you about the value of crypt cryptocurrencies and what they've done i mean there was a, a, a story last year about the guy um who lost his hard drive and it went to the the, the rubbish tip and he had seven and a half thousand Bitcoin on his hard drive and it was worth a sort of 280 million. And when those sort of stories hit the news, it does definitely peak up the interest of, of normal people, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's absolutely crazy. And um, like you just literally mentioned there, um, he probably purchased it for peanuts back in the days. But um, it's like this other guy back in 2010, May 22nd, which is actually known as the Bitcoin pizza day. A guy from Florida, I can't remember his name, but he paid for two Papa John's pizza for 10,000 Bitcoins. And if you convert that into today's money, one Bitcoin is around the $50,000 mark. So you're looking around 374 uh, million pounds in worth of Bitcoin that he paid for two pizzas, which is ridiculous. But it's games like this, which kind of gets the ordinary person out of their seats thinking, oh, maybe I can catch the next bitcoin and that's why there's such a hype around it because that two bitcoin back in the days when he paid for the pizza was actually only worth around seven pounds and fast forward 11 years and now it's worth 374 million which is mad and i, and I remember seeing that story and he, he the guy was sort of saying that you know it is what it is and he seemed very happy about it and he was very accepting of the situation but i think that one would eat me up for quite a while it's a blinking expensive pizza <laughs> oh, definitely definitely but i think also with what you just touched on there about the expectations is that in reality no one maybe would have held until it went to 374 million yeah, exactly. pounds because if that seven pounds that he held in bitcoin turned into 20 pounds that meaning he's made over a hundred percent gain he probably would have taken a bit of profit. So you've got to add a bit of realism in this um, with regards to the expectations, because you would be taking the profits along the way if you were to manage it appropriately. Absolutely. And, and people seem to be trading a, a lot more commonly now because we do have um, ways for people to get involved. I mean, ultimately, exchanges are a lot more accessible, i.e. the platforms to trade on, on, on apps nowadays. I mean, what, what have you seen people trading with? How, what have you seen people getting involved with? So there are a lot of ways that you can start. So there's brokers such as Coinbase, um, which is probably one of the most famous ones. 
Um, and then you've got other ones such as Binance, Crypto.com, KuCoin for like the smaller caps. And it's really easy to set an account up because unlike in the Forex world, where if you do set up a broker account, you've got to go through a KYC process and know your client process um, because there's regulation. But because there's no regulation in the crypto world, you can literally set up an account. You verify by taking a picture of your face, holding up your ID or whatever their um, security measures are. And you'll be set up with an account within half an hour and you, you'll be able to buy coins easy as that. So it's an unregulated market and that's why it's pretty simple and it gets people wanting to get more and more and more. So once you buy the first coin, it would then lead you on, oh, what other coins can you get? And, um, and you mentioned there are thousands and thousands of coins out there, so... I think I think the most important sort of takeaway from this is for people is if you are thinking of getting involved into crypto assets is just to do your due diligence on which platform you're going to use really because like you mentioned earlier there's lots of sharks and rogues out there unfortunately because it is a deregulated market you need to make sure that where you're putting your money is is as safe as it can be definitely and I'd agree with that as well because obviously recently within I say about six months ago a lot of the major UK banks, they suspended payments being made to Binance and suspended withdrawals. So if you put in a lot of money into Binance, into coins, and they were doing good, um, then all of a sudden, I think it was Barclays, then um, even the um, smaller ones such as uh, Starling, they all started to suspend payments just because they didn't understand what was going on. So rather than blocking it, they suspended it. And yeah, so uh, you wouldn't have been able to get the money out. So that's just one thing that you've got to take into consideration, only put in what you can afford. And one of the, one of the things you mentioned earlier, which I, was a, I think was a very good sort of point to make about the, the pizza guy, was the reality of sitting here and saying, yeah, he might have made 380 million, but obviously he would have, you would have thought he would have taken profits along the way. So what, what, what's your thoughts on actually people managing their profits and, and, how they're going to account for it. I mean, fundamentally, there's there's the reality of being sensible and making a good return on your investment, but you will never, ever know the right time to pull your money, will you? Yeah, that's um, to a certain extent, I'd say that's definitely true, but you can control what you can control. And one thing that you can control is when you take profit. So before you do go into a coin, there are different ways you can analyze um, whether a coin is going to go up or down so technically and fundamentally so when you buy into a coin you look at what sort of projects might be upcoming um, if they're going to list onto an exchange soon which might cause a um, a hike in the price but let's say you bought a coin for a dollar you should have a plan as to when you should be taking the profits along the way so you might set your your profit target at two dollars you're going to take out half of what you've got in the coin when it gets to three dollars you're going to take out another quarter and then you might leave the rest until um it, it might go to a bitcoin price let's just say but you've got to have a plan but although you might have a profit plan you should also have a loss plan as well so if it drops below a certain price so let's say your equity drops below 50 percent then you might want to take it out and you might want to re-evaluate the analysis that you had at the start um, from a technical point of view you might be looking at areas that you want to buy so it's all about having a plan being prepared to go into the coin um, and unfortunately what a lot of people do is is they hear their friend talk about a coin 
um, whilst having a drink and uh, they'd be like, oh, you should buy this coin and they instantly buy it without doing their own research. And it turns out um, it, there was something wrong. And um, there are cases such as, uh, let's just give you an example about the Squid Game token. Obviously, Squid Game was one of the most popular Netflix shows ever, I think it was actually. And someone released a token and people just bought it just because of the name. But after about a week, so there was tremendous gains, I think over thousands of thousands of percent gains. But the issue was, was that there was no liquidity, there was no exit liquidity. And um, people didn't do their own research before they went in. So if they did do their research, they would have seen that um, it was listed on one of the smaller exchanges. And what they did was they essentially took everyone's money and they ran away with three million pounds of dollars, I think it was, um, which is crazy. So the moral of the story here is, is have a trading plan. Make sure you do your own research, know when to take out money and know when to exit the market if you are in a loss. Yeah. And, and before we move on to talk about sort of the, the reason why we're here in terms of tax and, and how best to hold assets, yeah. it's one worth mentioning at this point, I think, about how how the records need to be kept, because the exchanges themselves, they do keep a history of everything. But ultimately, um, once you um, stop using an exchange, you might lose that data. And HMRC, like with everything we do, whether you're in business, self-employed, limited company or whatnot, HMRC do expect full records to be kept. So I think one of the key things to mention to all traders or anybody even just um, having a dabble in it is, is they are expected to keep full transactional records of every trade, aren't they? They have to go, regardless of even, you know, trading and intertrading between cryptocurrencies, we need to keep records of all of that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. And uh, I think um, where a lot of people slip up on is they think the taxable event here is when they change it back into Great British Pounds. Whereas if you're changing, let's say, Bitcoin into Ethereum, you would have crystallized the gain from Bitcoin if you did make a gain. Um, but rather than changing it to Great British Pounds, you've changed it into another currency, but this time a cryptocurrency of Ethereum. And, and that's a, probably one of the most common questions that um, we get asked is, is the fact that uh, we're going to put £10,000 in for argument's sake and, and, and not do anything, not touch that money, not get any return on that money. And, and I'm only expecting to pay tax when I pull out my profit, i.e. let's say I pull out 25,000, I've made 15,000 pound profit. That's when most people believe they pay their taxes. But actually HMRC are seeing tax all along that route up to the 15,000, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's right. And uh, like you mentioned, you've got to keep a record of everything that you do. So it might be a bit of a a uh, painful task but believe me the more transactions you you do um it's hard to keep a track of if you haven't from the start so the easiest way to do it is as you're doing it just have a spreadsheet in the background and record the transactions that you are doing but most of the brokers do offer a um you can export a spreadsheet which shows the transactions that you've made in the year and that that is one of the quickest ways that you can get access to the transactions that you've done. Yeah, and I think I think the key thing to mention with us is obviously we claim for as many expenses as we're allowed to, and, and along the way you'll be getting hit with broker charges and sort of exit charges from trades, and all those sort of things are going to help with. Well, they do reduce your actual profit, and therefore, as long as we've got records of them, we can add them into the calculations and, and ultimately only pay tax on the profit made. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, 
yeah that's what we've got to do so in terms of what sort of taxes that you pay um what are we paying are we going to pay capital gains it would it be income tax yeah so that's that's pretty much the crux of where we get to with crypto assets so fundamentally if we hold the assets in our personal name we will be paying capital gains tax providing we're not an actual day trader so that's somebody that's set up purposely just to trade in and out of assets consistently as, a, as ultimately a full-time job if they're holding assets even if they trade to a quite a high level you know quite quite large numbers across a working week if it's not their fundamental core job if it's not what they do then it will fall within the capital gains tax regime and the good thing about that is we can make gains up to 12,000 currently at the moment 12,300 pounds a year and not pay any personal taxes but if you did get to the point where you're trading so heavily that you're you're deemed a trader then you will be falling into the income tax regime which as most of us will know is, is a different tax regime where we're paying 20%, 40% and possibly 45% on, on the trading assets. But from even from HMRC's own admission on their website, a trade, someone that trades in crypto assets is actually quite a rarity. Um, they don't, don't see it very often. And I'd imagine most people we're talking to on this podcast are going to be looking at the capital gains tax allowance um, and going down that route. Yeah, and I think um, what you've just touched on there was if it was your full-time jobs, um, if you were constantly monitoring it on a day-to-day basis and making a lot of transactions, um, then that may edge edge towards being a trade rather than just investing mm-hmm. into it. So um, it's just important to determine um, whether you are trading it or whether you're investing in it. But like you mentioned, the majority of listeners out there would be um, invest in investing in it. <clears throat> So yeah. capital gains will be applicable in this in, in instance. And what we've had as well is we've had a few clients um, using some of their limited company funds to invest in crypto assets, um, which brings a slightly different dynamic to it. And um, because ultimately to pull money out of your company to invest personally, you've got to pay tax. So if you've got if you own a limited company and you're making profits and that's how you afford to live, when you pull that money out, you will pay the tax. But what some people decide to do is actually invest from their limited companies, which might, might sound appealing, and it is. There's, there's swings and roundabouts on this one. But if you invest from your limited company, there's no tax on taking the money out because you haven't withdrawn any money. But any profits you make will be subject to corporation tax to start with at 19%, which is the current rate. And then if you do want to take any profit out from your company, you then get hit the tax then. But we, we've got a mix, haven't we? We've, got, we've probably got 50-50 on clients that either do it personally or do it through their limited companies. Well, just a quick question then on if you were to do through a limited company, let's just say you invested into Bitcoin and you bought £10,000 worth. What would happen if it was to drop, um, let's say, to 5000 So what would happen with that £5,000 loss? Well, ultimately, not, not much as that during the year, during the accounting year, as it fluctuates up and down, there's nothing triggered. It is triggered at the year end. So when we get to the accounting year end, we'd look at the valuation on the on the £10,000 and see that it was actually a value of 5000 and, and essentially it crystallises a loss. Um, and that loss can be put sideways to your other profits um, from that limited company. So it's it's something but then obviously the flip side of that is if you make a profit so you get to the end of the year and let's say that ten thousand pounds was worth twenty thousand pounds but it's still within the exchange we haven't touched that money we haven't actually got our hands on it 
well, that is £10,000 worth of profit, which will have corporation tax on it. So it, it's it's up and down and, and it is one of those things, it's a bit of a lottery because as we all know, it's so volatile crypto assets that we could fast forward to when we come to physically pay our corporation tax, which was made on the profit of that 20,000 and Bitcoin could have dropped right down and, and we could be in a loss situation again, um, which could be a little bit painful. Yeah, I guess that's one of the risks of having it in a limited company, I guess, as opposed to in, yeah, owning it personally. But but then it it does say for those people, especially those that are higher rate taxpayers, it does does give you a little bit of upfront advantage by not having to withdraw the money to invest personally. But absolutely, there's a risk of it it increasing in value and dropping before you're actually paying the tax on the earnings. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those that is no, there's no set rule for people. It, it depends on individual circumstances. And um, so if you if I was to hold it personally, then how would I report it to HMRC that I've made a gain of, let's say, £20,000? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when it's held personally, it's, it's nice and straightforward in the sense that we have to report it under the capital gains regime, which is done on your annual personal tax return. So let's just say we had a gain of, of £20,000. Well, as providing we hadn't had any other gains in the tax year, we would have the first £12,300 tax-free, um, and then we'd pay tax on the balance. And we just report that on our on our tax return, and the rate of tax will either be 10 or 20%, depending on what your level of other income is. So if you're a higher-rate taxpayer already, say you've got a job, an employment job, and you earn over 50000 which is the... Um, the round sum figure for where higher rate tax kicks in, then you will be paying a full 20% on your crypto gain. But if you're below that rate, then some of it may be due at 10%. But it's all it's all quite simple maths, really, and it can be just calculated quite nicely. See, I see. Okay. Well, um, and if you were to hold it through a company, does it simply just flow through the accounts and the company tax return that you file at the year end? Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've seen a few instances of that where it just it just flows through and we just have to get valuation reports at year end. And um, it's it's something that it's it, it's worth doing. It's, we're not financial advisors. We're not allowed to tell clients where to put their money or what to do with it. And we absolutely wouldn't dream to. But just as a sort of an average over clients, they, we are seeing clients only putting into crypto what they're willing to lose because it is so volatile. But it is just spreading your risk a little bit into something a little bit different. As long as clients appreciate it's a very, very, very high risk, volatile uh, place to put your money, then then we are seeing quite a few clients doing it recently, to be honest. Yeah. And with the recent news um, coming out with regards to Facebook as well, when they've introduced the metaverse, and that's only heightened the hype around the crypto world. And there are loads of coins which are facilitating the metaverse. And um, we'll only see it more evident in the in the coming years. And um, I think what we will see is a lot more people investing into cryptos. And um, we've also seen the rise of non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs. And um, it seems like every single couple of months that there's something new coming out so it gives everyone a chance to broaden their risks um, even within the crypto world which is quite unique in um, the investing world so yeah it's only going to get more and more popular in my eyes and and that's the thing i was, I was actually going to ask you that question is is where do you see cryptos going long term and ultimately um it, it, i agree with you completely that all we see is more and more media more and more traction more and more people investing um, and also with the sort of 
slowly well i'd say slowly it's it's getting quicker with with the pandemic we've gone through cash is dying out we're seeing a lot less cash going through clients accounts a lot less cash and being withdrawn from atms that that crypto assets might sort of become and replacing the 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 cash really is, is the way it might go yeah yeah and that's absolutely right and you've only got to look at what some of the biggest companies in the world are currently doing at the moment where PayPal, they've currently opened a facility where you can buy um, and sell a couple of cryptos. I think Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and a couple of other coins. And we're talking about PayPal here. And uh, recently today, there was actually WhatsApp um, announcing that they were going to accept crypto payments. And um, if you think about what these sort of corporations know, what these sort of corporations can implement within their business, and they see crypto as an avenue to improve efficiency or to improve their productivity, then it's got to be the way forward. And I think, like I mentioned, we will see more and more of crypto investments happening. Um, but unfortunately, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of coins out there. And like we mentioned at the start, you've got to do your own research before you go and put money in. And the FCA, um, they're the regulatory body of financial services in the UK. They literally on their website they talk it about it as very high risk speculative investments and the line literally says if you invest in crypto assets it warns you should be you should be prepared to lose all of your money so like we mentioned at the start you should only put in what you can afford and ensure you've got a trading plan ensure you do your research and be true with the investment so and, and that's yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I was um, going to say yeah. that's a really good summary to, to sort of make sure from a trading point of view. Um, but, but another thing to mention as well, just to throw in, is the fact that HMRC have actually actively said they are looking for people because they believe that lots of crypto traders are not declaring their gains. And they have released statements where they've decided to go to the exchange companies and find out their data. It's a similar thing they did to online traders with eBay and other companies where they went directly to the the head the exchange companies and said give me the data on who's been making what gains mm. um, and, and over time as much as there is millions of transactions obviously over time it's only a case of when not if because they'll, they'll get computer software that can read this information and ultimately they'll start pulling people out of pulling people out of a hat who've made gains but not declared anything is the way it's going to go i see yeah and you do see a lot of people out there especially speaking to a lot of people in the last year or two when we have seen a rise in um bitcoin and a lot of the altcoins too as well and it just doesn't feel real and i think that's why a lot of people bury their heads in the sand um but when you take out the money into your bank account that's when you kind of have that sensation i've actually made some money here but because it because it happens so quickly you don't feel it's real and um they just kind of hope the problem would go away in terms of paying taxes but like luke just mentioned there hmrc are very hot on the topic it's uh, ever present topic now and they have um formed alliances with coinbase so they could go into coinbase and ask for your trading history and see if there was any tax payable i think it's quite funny because as much as people are seeing big gains um, we all know what the taxman's like, and he's seeing big gains too in the media and all the other hype, isn't he? And he, when he sees big gains, he sees big tax bills should be coming his way. The taxman always wants his cut. That's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. 
Well, um, I think that rounds us off quite nicely, to be honest, with a, an overview of, of where we're at. What we'd like to say is we do do a lot of crypto work. If um, you've listened to this and you need some crypto help or, or advice in terms of taxes, then feel free to get in touch with myself or T. Um, we'd be more than happy to have a chat with you. Um, any questions, just send them our way. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, T, for your time as well. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, we will speak to you all soon. Thank you very much.